This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 18, What is a Service Dog? This podcast is for those looking to train their own dog, whether as a family companion, a service, or a therapy dog, and I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hello, everyone. How was your weekend? I hope it was wonderful. I spent it with my family up at Coulter Bay in the Jackson Hole area. It is beautiful country up there. We were fortunate enough to see some bears this weekend. We saw some elk. It was just a good, relaxing weekend in the mountains. I love being in the mountains. It's very simplistic. It reminds me of just a very, you know, a humble lifestyle. You don't need a lot to survive. And I love getting back to that kind of feeling where it's just easygoing and beautiful, beautiful country. So I hope you enjoyed your weekend. This week, Boots and I are working hard on loose leash walking. We're also working on lengthening his stays as he's a service dog and the company that I train for, they have sits and downs as automatic stays. So we're working on that with Boots so that he doesn't just pop right up out of his down. So I hope you guys are working on something great with your dogs this week. I would love to hear what it is. If you want to email me at info at baxterandbella.com, tell me what you're working on. If you have a question or you want help with a training issue you're having, send that to that email as well, and I'll get back to you. All right, so today I want to talk about different types of working dogs. I want to explain what is a service dog, because I am working with Boots, and this comes up a lot. I get asked this quite frequently. What is the difference between a service dog or a therapy dog? What about an emotional support dog? And then what's a companion dog? So I'm going to go through those four different types of dogs today. I'm going to explain what the differences are between those and really try to educate everyone on those things. It's important that we know the differences and that we know their rights in each of those different scenarios. One of the most frustrating things that I deal with as a service dog trainer is I have a puppy in training, you know, to be an actual service dog. And a lot of times I'll get you know, asked by the public, oh yeah, right, it's a service dog. And that's because a lot of times these days people are just putting a vest on their dog and they're saying, my dog is a service dog. And so that kind of abuse really hurts the dogs and the trainers who are actually doing that work and training those dogs. So it's important to know the differences so that we don't abuse the system and that the working dogs who are actually being trained to be working dogs can do their work without complaint. So let's talk about that today. First of all, let's talk about a service dog. That's what Boots is. Boots is in training to be a service dog. He is training for Good Dog Autism Companions. He's going to assist an autistic child. So a service dog basically is a dog that's individually trained to do work or perform tasks that benefit someone with a disability. So this could include physical, sensory, psychiatric, intellectual, or any other mental disability. The task that the dog is trained to do must be directly related to the person's disability, and it has to be something that that person couldn't do for themselves. Um, These well-trained dogs have full public access rights, so that means they're able to go anywhere in public with their handler, and they're protected under the ADA. So these are not pets. These are working dogs. They go to school with their handler, or they go to work with their handler, They go to restaurants, they go to grocery stores, anywhere that person would go and need assistance, the service dog is allowed to go. Now, when you see a service dog, they usually have a vest on, and a lot of times it'll say, please do not pet. And the reason why is that dog is at work. Let's say that that dog is a a diabetic alert dog. 
or a seizure alert dog. If you were to go up and pet that dog and distract it, it, it could possibly miss what it's there, you know, the service that it's there to provide that person. So we don't want to distract these dogs and we won't know all the time what that service, uh, you know, what service that dog is helping that individual with. So we just assume if it's a service dog, we just don't pet it. Now, autistic service dogs are different. Um, a lot of times people will ask us if they can pet our dog and we actually say yes. And the reason why is children with autism or people with autism, a lot of the times struggle with social contact or social interaction with people. And so if a person comes up and approaches them and asks them about their dog, that gives them a window or something that they know how to describe and explain that they could actually have a conversation with someone and they get really excited about it. These kids love to show off the tricks that we train their dogs to do. And it gives them something to talk about. And so we teach our service dogs the say hi command. And so if a person approaches and asks us if they can, you know, interact with our dog, we say, sure. And then we instruct our dogs to say hi. So our dogs are not to pay attention to people unless instructed to do so. So there are different things like that where depending on the service that the dog is performing for the person or, or the child, that they might be allowed to say hi. But always, always, always as a rule of thumb, either just don't ask or at least ask first before you touch a service dog. Okay, the next type of dog is a therapy dog. So what's the difference between a service dog and a therapy dog? First, I'm going to tell you what a therapy dog is. And then there's a, just a few differences that set them apart. So therapy dogs, they provide many people with therapeutic contact. So they're not, they have a handler, but they're not serving the handler. They're actually serving the community. So usually they'll go into hospitals, schools, or a clinical setting. Sometimes they're in therapy offices. And they are there to improve the physical, social, and emotional or cognitive functioning of the people that those um, facilities serve. So these dogs, the difference between like a therapy dog and a service dog would be that the therapy dogs don't have public access rights. So they are not allowed to go everywhere with their handler. Their handler is allowed to take them to places where they've been invited into, such as a school or, you know, a doctor's office, or maybe there's a therapy dog at the, you know, um, mental health office. So these dogs are invited into there to serve the clients that come in but they don't have general public access rights. So, so they're not going to be allowed in grocery stores, restaurants, things like that. So permission must be granted to enter public facilities and certification may be requested. So that's another important difference. When a service dog goes into, say, a grocery store, the business owner is allowed to ask two questions. By law, they can ask, is this dog required because of a disability? And what work or task has the dog been trained to perform? So those would be the only questions that can be asked of a service dog. A therapy dog, though, would have to present some kind of certification. So they could ask for that paperwork. That's totally fine and it's allowed. But again, a therapy dog should not be trying to get into a grocery store. There's no purpose for them there. I do see lots of therapy dogs in airports, places where there's high stress. So on college campuses, maybe at finals week or high schools during ACT week or any of those big testing times that there's a lot of stress. There's been some mass shootings in our country lately, which is a really sad thing. There's therapy dogs who go to those kinds of locations to support this, the general public in helping them grieve and go through those emotions. 
A similarity would be that they would both need insurance. So the service dog and handler usually has insurance for themselves. And if anything were to happen between that service dog and the public, that insurance would cover it. A therapy dog is usually certified through an organization and that organization provides insurance for them, which is really important because that therapy dog is interacting with the public. All right, so that brings us to a third type, which is called an emotional support dog. So an emotional support dog is not a service dog and it's not a therapy dog. These animals provide companionship. They help with things like depression, anxiety, and certain phobias. They don't have the same services under the ADA as service animals. So they're not allowed in grocery stores or restaurants or public areas other than they are allowed to travel by airplane with their handler and they're allowed in housing as long as they have medical documentation. So if you live in an apartment building and you're renting from someone and they have a no pet policy, you could present your medical documentation and that allows your emotional support dog to live with you. So again, no general public access rights. And oftentimes this animal is a pet. So emotional support dogs don't go through the rigorous training that a service dog goes through. Therapy dogs are also required to go through and pass a certain test in order to be allowed in these public places with other people, but an emotional support animal is different. It's oftentimes a pet. So it's just simply trained as much as that person trained them. And again, it is allowed on airplanes and then in housing, as long as you have medical documentation. The fourth type of dog is a companion dog. And that's what a lot of us have. They're family dogs. They're meant to be with us just for companionship. Maybe we train them to do fun things like agility or Um, scent tasks, whatever the dog enjoys. Maybe we take them hunting with us. Maybe there's lots of jobs you can give a dog. Um, But in general, we call them a companion dog. They're not trained to perform specific tasks related to any sort of disability. They're not required as part of a medical treatment plan. It's a family pet. They may or may not be well-behaved. They are great for comfort, friendship, and overall health. These animals are owned mostly for pleasure, not for work, and they don't have any public access rights. All right, you guys, so hopefully that answers some questions and clarifies things about what is a service dog, how is it different from a therapy dog or an emotional support dog, what rights does an emotional support dog have, and then, you know, most of us recognize we have a companion dog, which is awesome. I love my companion dogs. They do so much for me, but they're not there for a medical reason. They don't need to go to the grocery store with me or to a restaurant with me. Um, Now, some of us live in places where it's pretty dog-friendly, and if the owner of the establishment says dogs are welcome that's awesome however we need to respect them and the local businesses and their rights as well and if they say you know service dogs only then we need to leave our companion dogs or our emotional support dogs or our therapy dogs at home thanks for listening today you guys hey if you want to be a member of my online puppy school i would love to help train your dog i have a code for you if you want to put that in at checkout it will save you some money type in pcst35h with capital letters and i hope to see you inside You guys have an amazing week. Happy training. And I will talk to you next week. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com to contact me.